Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Amen. Well, family, today I'm excited. We're continuing our series today. What should I say? What should I say? And I want you to turn in your Bible with me to the book of Genesis. It's going to be so easy to find today's passage. Genesis chapter 35. Genesis chapter 35, beginning at verse 1. Genesis chapter 35, beginning at verse 1. And here, the word of God reads, it says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God, that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise, and go up to Bethel, and I will make, make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. We're going to speak today from the subject, back to the house, back to the house, back to the house. Here, God speaks to Jacob to awaken his consciousness about the importance of going to Bethel. He wanted him to know about the importance of going back to Bethel. There were some things, though, that we discover that Jacob needs to take care of before he did that, before he did that. Listen, look back with me at verse number one. Verse one, and God said unto Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee. And when thou fleddest from the face of Esau, thy brother here, God wanted Jacob to arise. He wanted him to arise. He wanted him to get up. He wanted him to get up. We don't want to ignore when God instructs someone to arise. It's important. When God tells you to get up, there's a reason for it. He told him, he said he wants him to arise, to get up. Listen, we have to take note when God says it's time to get up. It's time to get up. That means we have been in this position or this situation long enough. We've been there long enough. It's time to change position so we can move forward, so we can move forward. Listen, sometimes you can't, you can't go anywhere unless you're willing to get up. Sometimes you've just been sitting for too long. Some of you just got your word. You said, listen, I, I've been sitting here in this situation for too long. For too long, it's time to get up. God is letting you know it's time for you to get up. It's time to get up. Some people say, well, you, well, some people say, well wait a minute, Pastor. I can still move forward when I'm sitting down. If I'm in my car, if I'm in my car, if I'm on my motorcycle, if I'm on my bicycle, I'm still sitting down and I'm moving forward. But no, the thing is, there's a progress in God. There's a progress in the kingdom that requires you to get up. 
It requires you to get up out of your seat. You mean you, you got to get up out that car. <laughs> the car isn't going to drive into the building. It's just going to drive into the lot. <laughs> it's going to drive into the parking deck. You're still going to have to get up out that car at some point. You've got to get up and to move forward. He said, listen, I want you to get up, Jacob. It's time for you to arise. It's time for you to arise. But watch this. Also, as God also tells him to do this, look at it with me again. And God said unto Jacob, arise. But then what did he say? Go up to Bethel. Go up to Bethel. Go up to Bethel. Listen, God tells Jacob to go up to Bethel and watch this and dwell there and dwell there. He is reminding him of something when he tells him to get up and to go to Bethel. And I want you to dwell there. He's reminding Jacob of something. What is he reminding him of? Actually, you have to go back to chapter 28 in, in Genesis. Chapter 28 in Genesis, around verse 11 through the end of that chapter, verses 20, verse 22. Here, there's a story that is very familiar to us. Here we see the story of when Jacob dreamed a dream. And in that dream, he saw a ladder, a ladder ascending into the heavens. As he saw the ladder ascending into the heavens, the Bible says he saw angels ascending and descending around this ladder, ascending and descending around the ladder. He saw this going on. And it's interesting, this ladder, Jacob's ladder, has been the source of inspiration of many artistic things, many paintings, songs in Christendom, and even within co contemporary culture. We've seen things talk about Jacob's ladder, this ladder, this experience that Jacob had with God, because it wasn't just that he saw the angels ascending and descending, but he also then saw at the top of the ladder, he saw God and he heard God speak to him. He heard God speak to him from that place atop the ladder and there when he spoke to him he told him that he would give him land he said the land where you are i'm going to give that to you jacob i'm giving it to you he told him your seed is going to be like the dust like the dust now he told abraham your seed is going to be like the sands on the seashore told him it's going to be like the stars in the sky but then he told jacob he said it's going to be like the dust the dust do you can you do you know how many dust mites fit in just one little clump of dust it's going to be like the dust that covers everywhere that's how your descendants are going to be here he's telling him all of this that's where it's going to be and then he went and said this he said and wherever you go wherever you go guess what the lord god will keep him wherever you go he god said i'm going to keep you i'm going to keep you in other words he's saying i got your back i got your back i'm with you you don't have to worry about it. I've got you wherever you go. However, the situation is, regardless of how difficult it may be, regardless of how frightening it may seem, J Jacob, I'm with you. I'm with you. This was the promise that God gave him. And then Jacob awoke. He woke up honoring God and said that he vowed a vow. He vowed a vow vow Jacob was was declaring this vow because of what he heard he knew when he woke up he heard from God he knew when he got up out of his sleep that he had an experience with God has anybody ever had that experience where you woke up you, know, you came up from a dream and you know something about that dream wasn't just an ordinary dream 
It wasn't because of the meal that you had last night. It wasn't because of indigestion you've been dealing with. No, you understand that the ancient of days, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the king that's from, the one who's from everlasting to everlasting, who is God, he had just stepped into your situation and he spoke to you. He spoke to you here. Jacob had heard God speak to him. He heard him speak to him. And then he vowed a vow. This vow simply stated that if God did all that he said in taking care of him, providing for him and so forth, that watch this, the Lord will be my God. He said, God, if you do all of these things, if you do everything you said, you will be my God. In other words, wherever I go, they will know that you're my God. Whatever it is I go through, I will be telling people that you're my God. I'm going to declare your goodness all in the land of the living, wherever I go. You do this for me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He let him know that he was vowing a vow. This is what that meant. And, and it was there that Jacob named that place Bethel. The house of God. Jacob named it because of this experience. He said, I named this Bethel, which is the house of God. It is the house of God. Now, not only did God do everything he promised, he gave Jacob the woman of his dreams. The woman of his dreams gave him great wealth restored his relationship with his brother that he was terrified of because he had mistreated him and he did and if he would have caught the beat down it would have been understood but God protected him from his brother and all of that and he restored his relationship with them and all of those things and then he allowed him to reach Canaan allowed him to reach Canaan this place of promise all of these things happen for Jacob I mean and let me tell you his his wife Rachel she had to have been a bad woman because he was supposed to work only seven years for her. but then her daddy did some little sly stuff and wound up giving him giving him first Leah the cross-eyed sister and then he had to take her he said I'll work another seven years for her 14 years for her that's how bad this woman was so God blessed him Okay, God blessed this man with more than he could have imagined and dreamed of. That's what he wanted. But after he had gotten through all of that, after he dealt with being restored with his brother, after he got to this place of Canaan, it was actually about seven years after that point that God saw that he needed to remind Jacob about his vow. I want somebody to type in chat right now. I want you to type, watch your vows. Watch your vows. Listen, I want you to understand that when you give a vow, when you give a vow, that's like giving your word. It's, it's, it's like making sure that you're, that you're um, um, committing a duty. You're saying that my, I'm giving you my duty, my word. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to this. And so I want you to be careful. You got to watch your vows. You see, when stuff happens, that's when we say, Lord, if you get me out of this one, Lord, I'm telling you, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to be at church every Sunday, Lord. I'm going to be at church every Sunday, Lord. You, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, Lord, oh, if you get me out of this one, 
Oh, I, I'm in Bible study. I'm down there at the soup kitchen pa passing out soup. You don't have to, I'm doing it, Lord. If you get me out of this. And you sitting there look, looking through the blinds, seeing the sheriff drive up and down the streets and praying, saying, Lord, please don't let him find me. Somehow he covers your address and they can't find you. And next thing you, you know, the money comes up, the next day you're calling them, the mortgage company, I got the money, I got the money. And they go ahead and waive the, 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 the acceleration clause of your mortgage so everything won't be due. They'll take your back rent or back mortgage pay and let you get caught up. I'm telling you, God will do some things. And then you'll forget. You'll forget. You'll be sitting there right at 1250. Say, oh, I got to turn in the tune in the church. <laughs> but there's just times where people you forget. You'll forget, but you've given your vow. You're giving your vow, and you got to be careful. you got to watch it. you got to watch it. Listen, I want you to know, again, when you give your vow, it's a duty. It's a responsibility. And watch this. God reminds us when we neglect our duties. Let me say that again. God reminds us when we neglect our duties. He reminds us. He reminds us. We should have a heart of conviction, though. We should have a heart of conviction that reminds us every time we need to fulfill our promises to the Lord. Every time we, if something needs to just, oh, my goodness, it, it, it's just like a defibrillator. Ooh, oh, God, wait a minute, let me get up. I, I, I got to go. I, I said I was going to do this. I promised I was going to do that. I need to fulfill my word because I gave my word to God. It's not just that person. You gave it to the Lord. You said you're going to help them out. You said you're going to help them do this. You said you're going to help them do that. Oh, I'm going to be at the church to do this. I'm be you gave your word. Listen, you got to keep your word. Honor your word. Honor your word. Listen, there has to be a conviction that comes upon you. And because of the conviction, you go ahead and fulfill what you said you're going to do. Listen, Psalm 66, beginning at verse 13, says this. We should have a heart. Uh, or I will go, actually, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth hath spoken when I was in, watch this, trouble. When I was in trouble. Listen, the psalmist knew, look, I, I made all these promises to God because God got me out of it again. <laughs> he delivered me out of the soup again. He got me out of the issues again. And here it is. Even the psalmist is saying, he's saying, listen, I'm going to go and I'm going to give burnt offerings and I'm going to pay my vows. I'm going to finish everything I said I was going to do. Watch, because he said, which my lips uttered. It's not just, oh, let me stick in which my pocket and pull out a check or put thrust. No, no, no. Your lips uttered this. So now because you said it, now you're going to go ahead and fulfill it. You're going to fulfill it. And here in our text, God wanted Jacob to do that. But watch this. He also wanted him to dwell, which is to live in Bethel. He wanted him to dwell there. He wanted him to make residence there. He said, no, this is the place where you shouldn't just go and visit. You need to live there. You need to abide there. This is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. Listen, Psalm 27 and 4. This is this is. King David speaking. King David said these words, very familiar scripture. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his 
temple. David said, listen, I've gone through so much stuff. I realize that there's only one place that I really want to be. There's only one place where I know I can feel his presence. There's only one place where I know that he's covering me. And that's to be able to dwell in his house, to reach into his house in Bethel, to get to Bethel, to be able to dwell, to be able to dwell. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.